Hello, 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 and welcome back to Agency Nation Radio with another eleva- uh, episode with one of our Elevate speakers today. We are speaking with Brent Kelly, the insurance coach. My man, what's going on? Ryan Hanley, it is uh, great great to talk to you. It's been a while since we've talked, and uh, it's good good to get back in touch with you. Yes, I always enjoy our chats. Um, for those of you that uh, don't know, Brent and I have been connected in the digital space for, geez, half a decade, more. I mean, it's been a while now. Yeah, it's been a, long, been, been a while. We're getting old. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is true. It, it's funny. Um, you know, I was talking the other day with... Uh, with um sydney on our team and you know it like she's kind of like where we were like when we first you know when you and i first started kind of connecting in the digital space you know kind of seeing what each other was doing and stuff you know like that's like like where she is now i'm like holy shit like there's like a new guard now like we're not the new guard anymore we're like the middle guard and there's whole this whole new crew coming in which is cool which is cool in its own no it's it's great it's how it's how i feel in my monday night basketball league i've now switched my calendar to old man basketball because i used to be the young guy out of college and now i'm the guy like is he still showing up so that's kind of how i feel oh dude i am 100 percent with you i play in a wednesday night league and uh we are recording this on a Thursday, so I am sitting here in pain right now while we record this because yeah. I still am stupid enough to play in a league that has 24-year-old kids yep. who just like blow by you. I'm like, where did that person even come from? Like, I didn't even know where they were. They're just so yeah. fast. That's right. Yeah, it, 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 it's it's interesting. Yeah, it's like, and then it becomes a competition. Like, you will not beat me, young guy. And, and sometimes you yes. just, you, your, your brain tells you that it can and your legs say, no, sorry, old man, not going to happen. So, yeah. Well, you get old, you get old man moves. You get all oh. those moves that used to piss you off that the, yeah. that the old yeah. dudes would do. Now, yeah. like, I'm doing those moves, like the elbow hook moves yeah. and the, the yeah. screens where you kind of, like, grab their shirt a little bit. It's like all that stuff. It's all the crafty stuff. You lean on people. Oh, yeah. All, all that. You got it, man. <laughs> so we did not come here to break down men's night basketball leagues. Um, Brent, I am incredibly excited, dude, to have you come into Elevate. Uh, I think I've seen you speak many times. Uh, we've spoken at the same events. Um, I know that you um, demand a lot of people's attention with some of the things that you're talking about. And what I like is kind of the evolution of your work. Mm. And uh, if people are looking to get more, all the links will be in the show notes, agencynation.com forward slash podcast. And this is going to be episode number 62. So just look for episode 62 and uh, and you can catch that or just go to brentmkelly.com. That seems to be the place to kind of start all your searches and learn more about Brent. Uh, but, you know, so let's, I want to talk a little bit about your evolution. So you were a commercial lines producer for an independent agency mm-hmm. and then you broke out Mm-hmm. And started talking at first and, and you know, kind of uh, catch me where I'm wrong on some of these things, but <laughs> you broke out and started talking first about uh, kind of about content marketing and that kind of stuff. And it has evolved more into leadership uh, type topics. Talk, take me through kind of um, that evolution because I find it to be uh, one, I think the work you're doing now is incredible. So I'm obviously very happy that you've moved into this space, mm-hmm. but talk me through that evolution. It's, uh, it's very interesting to me. Yeah, well, I mean, I appreciate you going back into that because it, it is, it's all about growth, you know, and I mean, it, it's stuff that I talk about, but yeah, I spent 15 years as an insurance producer with two two large, you know, growing successful agencies and 
Um, you know, I always had in the back of my mind, you know, a passion to teach and train and, and some of the stuff that I'll probably talk about, um, you know, at Elevate and, and maybe even here on this conversation is, you know, a big part of the reason why I did that initially was I would I would go to industry conferences and trade shows and there were a lot of unhappy people in the insurance industry. And so I'm like, you know, there's an opportunity here to bring some, you know, a positive influence into this space. Uh, but, but at the same time, it was kind of learning my craft and growing in the process. And so as a producer, I talked a lot and you know this, Ryan, we go back a ways. I mean, a lot on uh, sales, uh, you know, production kind of stuff, which I still do to a degree today. Um, but then when I broke off, I, I, I really talked a lot about what I, I knew and experienced most, which, you know, and, and, and again, when we first connected, we did in the digital space and we were kind of, I mean, again, I don't know if this is the right term, but a little bit the pioneers in the, in the digital marketing space, trying some new things. And, you know, we got some, got some flack for that and also got some people that noticed it all at the same time. And it was exciting and challenging and and so I, when I went out and did training and speaking, a lot of it was on content and digital marketing. Um, and, and again, I still use it and like it. But what I, what's happened, I guess, in the evolution, you asked kind of the, the growth of, of me and how I'm now helping agencies and agents. Um, here, here's what I started to realize. Um, and this comes a lot from the training that I got, and I can talk about that. But when I understood that everything starts and ends with leadership, the fact that you know you can talk about uh, resources and skills and trainings and all these things. And those are all great things. But until you understand the concept of leadership and influence, the other stuff kind of doesn't happen. And, um, you know, and beyond that, as I continue to grow in my space and learn and develop and read and talk to people and work with agencies, um, you know, for to have the greatest impact and to help the most amount of people, uh, I've really spent the last year, I mean, really the last year, um, really digging down into understanding the principles of leadership and then and kind of coincide with that, which makes perfect sense, is that last March I, I partnered with the John Maxwell team, um, which not only gave me great resources that I could bring to the table, but also um, the coolest thing is I get mentored by six world-class faculty. I mean, and this isn't just a plug names, but it's really cool. Like Mark Cole, the CEO of the John Maxwell company. I just spent 20 minutes on the phone with him last week talking about issues in leadership. I mean, that's pretty cool. Um, and so I just kind of this hunger to go out and help agencies and agents understand what leadership is really about and really create some positive change uh, in the industry. So not sure if that answered your question, but that's a little bit of my... Uh, no, my, it definitely does. That, that's, that's really interesting. So you know, do you think that, and and I don't mean this to be a shot at the industry, but do you think that there is a a lack of leadership, a leadership gap, uh, maybe necessarily a, a misprioritization on leadership? Uh, you know, is that are you is that where you're kind of seeing the need? You know, I, I yeah, I mean, in some degrees, again, not not that it's a shot. I think this is true in a lot of industries, um, but but certainly in the insurance space. I mean, I I, I before I really got on. Uh, and focusing on on leadership and influence, uh, even prior to that, I remember doing some keynotes, you know, even a couple of years ago, and I, I would use the term, I mean, this industry is desperately seeking positive leadership, right? Those that are willing to uh, chart the course and, and be innovative and, you know, be able to be open to change, but yet still have principles and foundations, all those kind of things. So, yes, I think the industry is very hungry for leadership. Um, but let me say this, and this is something that I'll, I'll probably say, you know, potentially in the keynote, and I say a lot of my in my trainings is that, you know, I have, I have kind of what I call the four pillars of leadership. Uh, a lot of this comes from my training with the John Maxwell team as well. But 
you know, you look at it and the first thing is that everything rises and falls on leadership. And John says it's everything, right? And at first I'm like, well, that's cute. That's catchy. I get it. Yeah, everything. But as you really look at, at agencies, right, those that are succeeding and those that are stagnant, which in other words means they're dying, right? You're either growing or you're not. There isn't a just, there isn't a hovering. Um, but when you look at those agencies that are growing, they understand that everything rides on leadership. And where, where I think a lot of people get caught, and this is, this is again, a lot of industries, but definitely insurance industry is the second pillar that I talk about. And that is that leadership is influence, nothing more, nothing less. It's influence. Uh, you know, it's not a, a title. You can put VP, you can put principal, you can put manager, you can put whatever you want. Um, but I've seen agencies, I'm sure Ryan, you've seen this too, where people in position, so to speak, positional leadership don't have influence of the agency. Um, there's someone else who actually has influence and, and that's what real leadership is about. And so what I want to help and teach agencies is what really, first of all, what is leadership? And then how do you carry that out in a positive way to impact change and grow your client base, certainly, but grow the culture in your team? Um, because again, I mean, I, I, I've seen firsthand different agencies and, you know, there's, there's a lot of culture issues because uh, there are people that are in leadership positions that aren't really sure what they're supposed to do. Um, yeah. yeah, I think a lot of that too has to do with the nature of why many of our insurance leaders got into the industry. You know, I think I think a lot of people come into this space as uh, technicians, right? Yep. You are a technical insurance agent. You are good at coverage. You are good maybe at sales, you know, but mm-hmm. you, you're good at the technical aspects of it. You didn't get in to become the president of an organization, Right. You got in because you were good at this and you saw an opportunity to go off on your own for various reasons and you did or, you know, and there's some financial benefit to that and and all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, managing the agency, specifically the people, which uh, I have found in the last two and a half years to be um, the most difficult aspect of being a leader is the is the the management of the humans. Not not even when they're fantastic. Uh, I'm blessed to have a great team, and even it's right. still just a challenge, right? I mean, right. everyone has uh, you know just just human beings are a complicated thing, <laughs> and uh, and I feel like um, it's almost like uh, I think a lot of people would rather just stay technicians and and just hope they never have to take that next step. Yeah, I think that, no, I think that's a good synopsis. And I mean, and, and, and you know, just like you, I, I love, I love the industry. I mean, it's such a wonderful industry and there's really good people. I mean, good hearted. I mean, and, and Ryan, again, you know my story too. I mean, I've, I've, you know, when I left um, the, my role as a producer and started my own thing, you know, I looked at doing things outside of the industry and, and, and really what happened is not only my experience there, but my passion and just the people that I got to know, it's like, there are some really great people. Now that doesn't necessarily mean they're in the right position, so to speak, or, or they're understanding exactly what their role could be because you're 100% correct. I mean, the, the, the biggest thing, I mean, this is just a, a very clear example, and this happens outside the industry as well, is you get your your top sales guy or gal, right? and they're just rolling, right? They're a great producer. And, and because they're a great producer, well, it means now they should become the sales manager. And uh, oftentimes I've seen it firsthand, it becomes a disaster because they, they there's a complete different skill set for that. Um, and so, again, it's understanding how do you not just convince people to do things, but to connect with them, right? There's a different level to that. And uh, it definitely is a skill and an art. And, um, you know, and at the same time, that's that's so needed in the space to to grow and develop these agencies. 
Why do you talk about positivity so much uh, in in the ideas of leadership? Like, I think, you know, it just, if it's, it's an interesting idea to me that you put so much emphasis on in your work and in your writing um, uh, around, you know, kind of uh, being uplifting, positivity, you know, th- th- these kind of thoughts and emotions, you know, how does... Why is that so important? Just being like a good general, you know what I mean? Like, it's tough <laughs> yeah. to see like you know, uh, uh, patent, you know, what is whip, mm-hmm. you know, you know, it, it, you know. Why is it so important in business to have a positive mentality uh, when you're in a leadership role? You know, I, again, I mean, there's there's different styles of leadership, and I understand that. But I, I think from a basic foundational perspective, it, I mean, it's everything, right? I mean, and you can go on. It's easy to be, you know, have a great attitude and be happy and be positive. And you know, some people look at it and go, oh, "There's the, you know, there's the optimistic guy. He's off in dream world." But um, you know, I learned this. You know, a lot of things that I tell in my story is kind of my my um, growth and personal development and professional development. And one of my very first uh, personal development mentors who passed away several years ago is a guy by the name of Jim Rohn, um, who's written many books and really would, you know, is, is very well known in that space. But, you know, it really comes back to what Jim said. Um, and this is something that stuck with me for years and years and years now. And then when you see it play out, it's so true. So this to answer your question, why attitude and positivity is so important is he basically says your philosophy, right? What, your philosophy, your foundation what you truly value and believe in will drive your attitude, right? And what your attitude is your belief system and, and, and your beliefs drive your action. So what is it that you actually do every day, right? Well, what is it that you're physically doing? Your actions drive your results, right? So what you're actually producing and your results drive your lifestyle. And so that's why to me, you look at it and, and as Jim would say, he's like, well, if you don't like your lifestyle, right? You, you don't like the way that you're living and the money that's coming in or whatever it may be for you. Well, look at your, you know, look at your results. And if you don't like your results, look at your actions. If you don't like your actions, look at your attitude. And if you don't like your attitude, look back at your philosophy. And so to me, that why I focus on it so much, Ryan, is that it's, it truly is the foundation. Um, you know, I don't know about you. There probably are some, and I've asked this in trainings before, but I said, you know, how many people do you know that are just naturally unhappy, negative people that are highly successful in business? I mean, yeah. and there might be a couple. You know, I mean, you know, you might have a call. Yeah, I'm like, well, but yeah, but dig deeper. I mean, really, you know, and so, again, it's very simplistic, right? It's to say, well, be happy, have a positive attitude. But I, I do think, I, I mean, I truly believe it drives your your beliefs and your actions every day. And, and I don't think, you know, even if if you show up at the office at 830 and you are, you know, like the most angry person in the world and you decide you're going to show up at 830 and suddenly turn the switch on, it, it doesn't really happen. Right. And people see that. And so for leaderships, there's got to, it's got to start from within. And, you know, a big thing that I talk about often is it was leadership. And, and, and this is, I talked about a couple of the pillars. The third pillar that I talk about is self-leadership at the highest calling, right? The highest calling of all leadership is leadership of yourself. And, and it often gets, miss because it's easy to look at, well, I got to lead this person and that person and, and influence and lead my clients and all those kind of things. But man, that person you look at in the mirror every day, like that, that's, that's reality. That's, that's the challenge, right? That's, that's the hardest person to lead is yourself. And so a big part where I talk about positivity and self-leadership and why I stress it is because I think everything starts with that. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Um, you know, so, so when I'm thinking about the idea of leadership and someone who who maybe has it in them to be a leader or should be a leader but hasn't stepped up into that role, you know, I think sometimes maybe it's it's because 
when you think of great leaders, right? You think Steve Jobs, these visionary, you know, one out of a million uh, personalities and mentalities, and and you're this, you're this, you're a, you know, you I mean you you're just driving growth, and and people mm-hmm. say, well, I don't know if I can be that. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if I can be. So you know, when you're talking about leadership, how do you tell someone that maybe doesn't necessarily have the 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 natural self-esteem or the natural characteristics that they stand out front but still for the for the purposes of the success of their business needs to be a leader right like it's it's yeah. not necessarily a choice it's that you have to step up to how, how do you get past maybe some of those fears of taking on a leadership role you know i think i mean again from 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 a basic perspective i think that starts with you know one thing that i teach about is the law of process that that leadership doesn't develop in a day it develops day by day and so for a lot of people you see this big mountain that how am i going to get to here and how would i develop to be that person well start where you are right start 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 today do do something um, you know, it, it's not going to happen overnight. And, and, you know, and what happens, I, I talk to a lot about the 1% rule, um, because it is, I mean, we are in a, a society and this goes along with, you know, with the question on leadership, how do you, how do you look at that, you know, big task, so to speak? Um, you know, really it's, it's back to breaking things in chunks, but if, you know, if you literally can just improve 1% a week, like if you want to be a dynamic leader and you go, can I, can I improve my leadership skills 1% a week, 1%, right? Because at the end of the year, I'm not 50% better. Um, you know, and, and so that to me is you've got to engage in the process. You've got to start somewhere. Um, and, and, you know, I think sometimes there are situations around, I think, where people get thrown in the fire, right? And it's very, very difficult. Uh, they're put in a position they may not, not just not be ready for. Maybe they've got to learn on the job. Um, but even there, again, you've got to, got to start where you are. Yeah. How does uh, personal growth impact like the professional side? You know what I mean? I think personal, the idea of personal development gets, you know, it's so like kind of buzzy and there's so many consultants that have just bastardized that terminology. (laughs) But I would say, you know, just at least, I don't know, you know, I'm not an expert, but I would say that from, um, you know, when I have taken time to focus on me, the person, and whether that's being a better husband or a better father or a more attentive listener or whatever that characteristic might be, um, it is ultimate, it is ultimate, ultimately always helped improve me as a professional. So, you know, what, what do you, how do you frame that and, and how do people maybe start to do that and how does it impact your leadership abilities? Yeah. It, well, first of all, it, it impacts it directly, right? There definitely is a, a stigma and I understand that. I mean, even in, in the marketing of what I do, I, I try to be careful with that because if you hear personal development, personal growth, it's like, well, you know, that I'm looking for business growth, Right. Um, but as you just said, it impacts everything. And just to give you a very tangible example. So one of the things that I do is I do private coaching and I, and I work a lot with agency leaders and principals. Um, just, just had a conversation yesterday with one and, um, what do you find out quickly, right? If someone says I need help in improving my team relationships or growing our book of business or, you know, whatever it may be, right. Any of those kind of business topics, um, what will happen Every time is by the, if not the first, for sure the second or third session that we have, we get to the, what I call the true cause of the effect. And generally it's not a, we didn't market right this way, or, you know, this kind of thing happened in the office. I mean, those things come up for sure, but it comes back to truly 
personal situations, right? A personal growth situation that they may have. Um, you know, I mean, and again, I mean, it can be played out in a lot of different ways. I mean, there's there's very easy examples, but I mean, ask anyone who's led a team how someone on their team is performing when they're going through a bankruptcy or a divorce or a loss of a child or, you know, what whatever they're stuck in, right? I know those are very serious things, but the reality of it is to say that your personal growth doesn't affect your professional growth is just simply not true. And, and they really are one of the same. And, um, you know, again, so, so that's, that's been my experience. So, I, you know, when I say personal growth, yes, it kind of can be a buzzword and, and all those kind of things. But, um, you know, when you can start to really be aware of where your strengths are and where your weaknesses are and to really take those to task and reflect and make changes in your life, um, it can make serious impact in your business as well. So when it comes to leadership, and this is probably a terrible question, but uh, I'm going to ask it anyways. Like if, if I if I was, say, average at all the skills that, that a leader could have and I said, okay, Brent, I'm going to buy into your 1% a day thing. Mm-hmm. Um, what would be the skill or idea or concept that you would – that you would say, here's what you should start working on first. If you had to pick one, right? Uh, I'm average at everything. So, you know, we'll just, you know, this would never be the case, but I'm average at everything. (laughs) I want to take all of my skills eventually and make them great. But what should I start working on day one that could have maybe the most dramatic impact in my success as a leader? Wow. That's a great question. And and because you you uh, you took my answer away a little bit by saying I'm average at everything. Because I mean my first my first response is always is really is to be aware of you know what you're good at, what you're not good, all those kind of things. Um, I, I would say this, um, boy, there's so many things, and it does depend on the person. And this this comes to mind, so I may say this, and I'll look back you know later and go, man, I wish I would have said something else. But um, this is a personal growth moment for you. Yeah, it it is because I'm thinking, what would I if I could tell anyone. Um, here, here's what I would say, and this this may sound a little weird, um, but but I would teach, I would tell you to be curious about everything. Um, I, I would tell, and part of that is being, um, you know, a, a constant learner. Um, and, and really, here's what I would tell you to do. This this is like very simplified, right? Um, but but you say where to start, and some of this is awareness. But I would look at from a very simplistic perspective of asking yourself. Every day, the start of the day is who can I add value to today, right? What person can I add value to today? And at the end of the day, ask yourself, who did I add value to today? And really be honest with those things. Um, And and again, I I may come back because there's so many different things. But to me at the heart, and whether this is leadership or life or whatever you want to call it, um, we all want to add value to people's lives. We just don't often do it and we're not very intentional about it. Um, which probably leads me now that I continue to ramble on here for a second, Ryan. Um, <laughs> it's kind of funny. I'm, tr- I'm trying, trying to get to my answer. And I, it, it finally maybe kind of occurred to me as I said that. I think the biggest skill that anyone would need to do, right, in their personal professional growth is number one is to be intentional about it. And, and again, maybe simplistic and I'm not, oh, that's not really giving you an answer. No, like to be really intentional about it, meaning that what is it exactly you're going to do? Um, you know, are, are, because there are, and here's why I say that is I see people, professionals, insurance agencies, you know, principals, producers, whatever, and they just kind of float through life, right? It's like, you know, today's, you know, today's Thursday, tomorrow's Friday, I'll do that. Then Saturday I have that. 
and to be really intentional about who it is you are and where you want to go um, and, and have a plan for that, right? It's, it's like, it's like um, a couple of years ago, my family and I, we went to Disney World. And I swear, Ryan, we spent like, it felt like four or five months planning like every detail of this trip. Like, you know, where we, how we're going to get there, what we're going to go to, where the fast passes were, all those kind of things. And it kind of hit me. It's like, you know, could you imagine if I spent even just a fraction of that amount of time working on my life and my business and planning it like I'm doing a vacation? So I would just say it again. Maybe I didn't give you a great answer there, but I would just say be intentional on what you're doing every day. Oh, I love it, man. To be honest with you, you use two of my favorite um, attributes of, of anyone and, and things that I try to embody myself. And, and, you know, I think, um, our our curiosity and, and being intentional about the things, you know, um, happen in life. Don't let life happen to you. Right. I mean, I'm a huge believer in it. And, you know, part of that, and I think, you know, one thing that I, that I would like to share with the audience on this topic is, is, uh, uh, and I've written about this before, kind of falling into the trap of believing that maybe because Brent or myself are talking about these topics that somehow we have these things figured out, right? Jeez. You know, the idea of being of being intentional about things, I love that idea. I and try to embody it. It is one of the, when I look for um, hiring a new employee, I, I literally have the word intentional in my mind. I also have the word curious, right? Because here's the thing. You can be on a path and be very intentional about it, but if you are also curious at the same time, it means that you're open to new possibilities and that the course might change. But it's the idea of I am going to to make efforts based on my best guess at where success lies, right? And this, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna take this action, and this action will get me to this action. And it's like uh, you were talking about John Maxwell's thing before, right? That your your beliefs dictate your actions, dictate your results, dictate your lifestyle, or whatever it was. I hope I got that at least close. It was close. Yeah, but um, <laughs> so I, dude, I think I, I'm a hundred percent with you, and uh, and I actually think that um, if if that it, this works in every aspect of your life. This works um, in your marriage. It works in how you approach your kids. It works in how you approach your in-laws and your family. In every situation, um, you know, a little bit of curiosity and a lot of intentional action go a very, very long way. So, um, dude, I, I want to wrap this up because this has been phenomenal and I don't want to waste the flavor because you are speaking at Elevate 2017. I am so incredibly excited to have you. Um, You were one of my very first calls. I told you that when I called you Mm -hmm. um, to have you come. I think um, that it is really a a can't miss session for everybody. And um, if you you guys are listening and you're like, you know what? I've I've been bludgeoned over the head enough with this. It's time. (laughs) I want to get in. I want to make sure I'm there. I want to shake Brent's hand live, see him do his thing. Um, Go to agencynation.com forward slash elevate one seven, elevate the numbers one seven, or just Google agency nation elevate 2017 and you'll find the page register, get your tickets because uh, we can sell this out. This is a limited space venue. um, And we did that on purpose because it's our first one. So if once we cap out, we're, we're, we're done. So um, Brent, it has been, it, it's awesome, man. I love talking to you. Uh, the stuff you gave us today was phenomenal. And I know what you're going to bring at the event is going to be, uh, is going to crush. So where can people find out more about you and what you do every day? 
Yeah, hey, thanks. First of all, I'm excited to, to get to the conference. I'm excited for you guys and what you're doing. I know it'll be a phenomenal event um, for the people that are putting this on. And um, no, I'm just excited to be a part of it. So thanks for having me, first of all. Um, where you can find me, you mentioned it earlier, my, my website's probably the best place to get a hold of me. It's just brentmkelly.com. Um, I, I jokingly always say that, you know, I had the middle initial because it makes me sound cool. But as everyone knows, it's because the other domain was taken. So yeah, Brent brentmkelly.com. Uh, it's just one of the many failures I've had in my life Ryan, and when people come and hear me speak, the one thing uh, hopefully they will get very very quickly is that I don't speak from a level of superiority. I speak from a level of many, 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 many failures and learning from those and trying to grow. So um, I can't wait. It'll be a great event. Hey, that's why we love you, dude. Thanks a lot. Uh, it, this has been another episode of Agency Nation Radio. I'm Ryan Hanley, and we are going to get out of here. Yeah.